What's going on, guys? I have been taking part in a mental toughness or a mental discipline challenge called 75 Hard. You might have heard of it. Two workouts every single day. You have to avoid all alcohol, all cheap meals. You also have to drink four gallons of water. That's pretty tough. On top of that, you have to read 10 pages of a book. And the first book that I read, um, which I want to speak to you guys about, is The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. It's a cracking book. So I wanted to break down nine powerful lessons or nine powerful truths about money and the psychology of money and how it can be applied not only to your finances, but also to business and other areas of your life as well. So let's get into it. So nine powerful truths about money. And the first one is how you behave is more important than what you know. I feel like everyone's so caught up and het up about learning things, whether it's books, podcasts, courses, that they forget that firsthand experience beats everything else hands down. You know, you can't beat what you learn through doing. You can't beat action. And I feel like you could have all the knowledge in the world. Okay, but if you've never been through this particular situation or never experienced this before, all that learning and all that knowledge isn't going to prep your mind for what's going through it when you're in that situation. So, yes, you might know how to launch a podcast, for example, you might know how to do it. But if you've never done it, how are you going to cope mentally with the things that crop up inside you, inside your brain, your feelings and emotions when things start to go wrong or when you experience problems? Number two. If many things are relying on one thing working and that one thing breaks, you are counting down the days to catastrophe. Okay, you'll see this a lot. People with a big following, potentially on Instagram, get banned and they've not taken the time to diversify. They don't have an email list, for example, or they haven't started a Twitter or a LinkedIn. So all that audience, everything that they've been putting their effort and money and time and energy into is gone. The main learning I took from this is that you need to diversify, okay? At the moment, my ad account from Facebook or from Meta has been blocked, which is a shame because I was just about to start running some ads. I've boosted a couple of reels. I've got no idea why it's happened. Hopefully we'll get it sorted out. But if I was solely relying on paid traffic to pay my bills and to fuel my business, I'd be stuck. You know, I'd be in a really, really bad place. So the key here is to think about how you can utilize and maximize other areas rather than just relying on a singular point of difference. Number three, the most important part of any plan is to plan on the plan, not going to plan. <laughs> okay, lots of plans in there. So you should be aware whenever you start something or whenever you put something in place or you're planning that that might go wrong. In fact, it probably will. More often than not, I'd say over 90% of the time, especially if we're looking at money plans or business plans, something is going to disrupt those plans, all right? Remember the phrase Mike Tyson used, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And it's so true. You see these boxers walking in, they're ready to fight, and boom, the heavier puncher or the better fighter hits them, and that plan, whatever it was, just goes out the window. All bets are off. So rather than just jumping in and having this, you know, elaborate plan that lasts for 12 months, it's worth just thinking about what parts of that plan can go wrong and having a contingency plan, aka a plan B. Number four, the ability to stick around for a long time is what makes the difference. Consistency. So, so important. You see, so many people start something, you know, maybe a New Year's resolution, a business, an Instagram page, a LinkedIn page, whatever it is. And as soon as they start, it's fresh, it's new, it's exciting. So they're pouring loads and loads and loads of energy into it. But look at it three months down the line, sometimes even three weeks, and it's gone or it's broken in some way. So consistency 
should be your ultimate strategy. Whatever you're planning to do, whether it is a new health kick, whether it's a new diet plan, whether it's an exercise regime, whether it's start a business, whether it's a new relationship, the plan there should be to make it sustainable more than anything else. Don't try and do something 50 times a week, post content 50 times a week. If you know ultimately in two or three weeks or two or three months, you're not going to be able to keep up with it. And James Clear talks about this in his book, Atomic Habits. You know, if you want to learn to do 50 press-ups a day and you want to make that a new habit, just start by doing one or just start by doing two. The key is to start small because repeating that small action will reinforce it and almost raise the bar on your standards and raise that base level standard that you will then never dip below. And then you'll slowly be able to increase and you'll be able to jump up to 10 press-ups, 20 press-ups, whatever it is. The thing is, most people can't stick around without seeing results. They're not willing to experience delayed gratification. They want the results. They want the gratification straight away. So the lesson here is pick something that is sustainable and make sure you can build on it over time and be willing to suffer and not see results in the short term. Number five, by 1938, Walt Disney had produced several hundred hours of film. But in business terms, the 83 minutes of Snow White were all that mattered. This statement sort of reinforces what a lot of us are probably already aware of something called the 80-20 rule. Most of your wins or most of your significant results will come from a small fraction of your actions, all right? And it's fascinating to me. You know, I see so many people split themselves and split their energy across 10 different tasks when ultimately there are one or two tasks in business, for example, that are actually going to move the needle and get the results, but still they focus on the other eight that aren't going to do that. So let's focus on the 20% in whatever we're trying to do, you know, just going out and buying the gear to go to the gym or just doing up your office and getting loads of fancy furnishings isn't actually part of that 20%, is it? And just like those other films that Walt Disney made that weren't Snow White, they didn't actually have that much of an impact. It was this one thing that he focused on, this one project, this one film that actually got him where he wanted to be and gained the notoriety for him that he wanted. But on the flip side, that other 80%, at the start, he probably did have to do that. He probably had to make those other films in order to upskill and be able to make something as significant as Snow White. But just bear in mind that a lot of the time you're probably wasting energy, time and focus on stuff that doesn't matter. So look at your to-do list every day. Look at what your daily actions are and actually get rid of anything that's not adding value or adding impact or revenue or results to your business or the desired outcome that you want. Number six, when most people say they want to be a millionaire, what they might actually mean is, I'd like to spend a million dollars. And funnily enough, that's the exact opposite of being a millionaire. So if you're a millionaire, you've got the million dollars. If you've spent the million dollars, you're no longer a millionaire. And this is the key to true wealth, I believe, is actually not spending the money and wasting the money, potentially on material things or holidays or looking cool on Instagram. The key here is to retain it and to keep hold of that million dollars. And that's what creates true wealth. Yes, you may have it invested in certain assets. You may have stocks and shares and things that pay you, but ultimately not wasting that money. If you want to be an attention millionaire, for example, you have to retain your attention for the things that matter rather than just spending it willy-nilly. And this is a big problem that lots of people I speak to, some people I work with face, is they spend a lot of attention on things that don't matter. So what really makes you wealthy is not spending. It's actually retaining. And it's the same with your focus, as I say. Number seven, interesting one. We're not always thrilled with the decisions we made. Adults will pay good money to remove the tattoos that teenagers paid good money to get. Now, the lesson here is that you will change. Over time, your whole perception, your likes, dislikes, habits, 
you know, relationships, everything is going to change. And in the heat of the moment, it's very easy to make decisions that you won't agree with 5, 10, 20 years later. I think what Morgan's saying here is tattoos are a pretty extreme decision. You know, you're making a, almost a lifelong commitment to having something on your body. And I've got a few and I do wish I could remove some of them. I love most of them, but there are a couple of ones that I don't particularly like. But a tattoo is an extreme decision. What makes the same people that get the tattoo want to have it removed? The lesson here for me is don't make those extreme decisions too hastily. Don't jump in and do something if it's going to have an impact later on that you might not necessarily agree with. On the flip side, if you know and you're 100% sure that your thought process is going to be exactly the same in 10 or 20 years. Don't avoid making the decision or don't prolong it. Make the decision now. Number eight, learning to be happy with less money creates a gap between what you have and what you want. And what Morgan also says is savings can be created by spending less. Okay, so if you're spending less, you're going to be able to save more. How do you do that? Well, if you spend less, you'll probably start to desire less. You won't want to spend as much money and you'll desire less if you start to care less about what other people think about you. So rather than shaping your actions around other people's opinions, which is something I used to do a lot. I used to go and spend a lot of money on clothes, loads of money on trainers, you know, two to five hundred pounds on a hoodie. I've spent a thousand pounds on a coat once. It's absolutely ridiculous all just to impress other people. And since I started this business, my whole mindset has just shifted. Impressing other people or going out of your way to impress other people doesn't actually impress them. No one's actually that bothered. No one cares as much as you think they do. And I think there's a really beautiful thing in not spending all your money. It's something that I used to do, living paycheck to paycheck. Any money I had, it would get spent on something. And I've never been one for flashy cars or anything like that. But during COVID, when we were in lockdown, the lease on my car ran out and we gave it back and we didn't get the family car. We drove around in my wife's really, really old Corsa. And we went to a really posh, a really expensive hotel for the night. And we pulled into the car park and there were all these Porsches, Jags, couple of Lamborghinis in there. And we were pulling in, in our Corsa. And my wife was like, I can't believe we're parking our car next to all these cars. And I looked at her and I said, look, we could afford one of those if we really wanted it or we needed it. And you know what? Who's actually winning? The person that's spending £800 a month just to look good in this Lamborghini, for example, or Porsche. I don't know how much they cost. Who's actually winning? Is it us who can go, yeah, we, we get from A to B and we've got a car and it's fine, it runs and we can spend money on other more important things? Or is it this person who's spending all that money on this one thing, may not even own their house, may not have a nice house, may actually be in debt, you know, might be in a really poor financial situation. The real key here is to desire less. Only buy and only spend what you need. The rest, put into assets or save. And the last one, everything has a price. I've probably heard the saying, there's no such thing as a free lunch, and it's completely true. But this phrase, I think, doesn't just relate to money. It also relates to time. Your time and your attention are probably your most valuable assets, more valuable than any money. So be very, very careful where you spend them. In our content to clients program, we help people accelerate their business growth. They exchange money for time. They exchange money or pay us money for that acceleration. But there's also a cost if they don't do it. Let's say we get people on average to £100,000 a year, but not getting to £100,000 a year as a business owner is costing you £100,000 a year. It's also costing you time. You have to weigh up what the price of not doing something is. So we may be asking you for a four-figure investment to help you get to five figures a month. But what we're also providing isn't just the five figures a month, it's the fast track. 
it's the acceleration to get there. Just because something has a financial element attached to it and you have to pay with money, just think about the price of time and the price of your time. So just a quick one this week, guys, but I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to check out some more videos, I'll stick one up here. Go and check it out. And if you've not, please subscribe to the channel already. We've got loads and loads of videos dropping in 2023. I'm going to make YouTube one of my priority platforms alongside Instagram and LinkedIn. Catch you soon.